This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to your latest podcast on the Blood Red channel. My name is Paul Wheelock and in today's show we will be focusing on the form and fitness of Mohamed Salah and the strike force that was the most feared in Europe last season. We all know the statistics behind Salah's incredible debut campaign at Anfield, 44 goals, countless individual accolades and awards and a place at football's top table. But since being crudely taken out of the Champions League final by Sergio Ramos, he has not quite looked the same player for Liverpool or for Egypt. That said, I don't think I'll be alone in thinking there were real positives to take from his performance versus Manchester City before the international break. Salah then scored an amazing goal direct from a corner in Egypt's 4-1 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying win over Swaziland on Friday night. But he later came off with an injury that, according to the first guest of this podcast, Ahmed Youssef, is set to rule him out of Saturday's match at Huddersfield. Ahmad is an Egyptian football expert and editor of the KingFoot.com website and he is someone we have spoken to in the past to get the inside story on Salah's troubles with the Egyptian FA before, during and after the World Cup. So he is perfectly placed to give his opinion on Liverpool's superstar striker. I will then be speaking to the Liverpool Echoes Liverpool reporter Ian Doyle who has been busy over the international break with our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce having had a well-deserved rest. He flips the script on criticism of Salah and, like Ahmed, wonders whether a short spell on the sidelines will do him good. But firstly, you'll hear my chat with Ahmed Youssef. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi, Ahmed. Good to catch up again and talk Mohamed Salah. Hi, uh, good to be back on. Yeah, no problems at all, mate. Well, first things first, I'm sure we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp at his press conference later this week. Uh, have you got any inside information on Salah's fitness ahead of the Huddersfield game at the weekend? So, I mean, um, he obviously got injured a five-strain uh, against uh, Swaziland in an international break and came off without a couple of minutes to go. Um, the latest we've got is that he was having a check-up, um, a scan, and nothing's really been said about it. So, it seems that he is kind of he flew back to um, to Liverpool uh, to get treated by the club, and he didn't feature in the second um, in the second international uh, at the African Cup of Nations qualifier against Swaziland on Tuesday. Um, so it seems like he's been he's gone back to try and recover, and I, I think he should be getting fitted. You know, I, I doubt he'd be um, played against Huddersfield, considering the, the strength in that in the Liverpool squad. He'll probably be rested, really. Yeah, well, we'll soon see later this week, really, because. Liverpool fans would be desperate for him to uh, to get back on the score sheet again for Liverpool. But he was back on the score sheet for Egypt in that first game against Swaziland, uh, direct from a corner, brilliant goal. Uh, and then he came off injured with this injury we've just been talking about then. It just kind of sums up his luck at the moment, doesn't it, a bit? Yeah, I mean, the whole the, the, that game as well for him, was, was it was a very frustrating game to watch. He, was, he didn't really get involved in the game. He was missing simple chances and... He could have had a lot more. He could have had three goals, but it was that one, you know, won the goal, which has been talked about. It was a fantastic goal from a corner, which I, I don't know if you've actually seen online. There's videos of him and Amawad, the other person who was on the corner, practicing that exact same corner routine in training. But in, in training, he, he hit the bar, yeah. so it was it was a, it was an intentional um, intentional goal. So it's really good to see that that paid off. 
Yeah, because we shouldn't be surprised given the the feats he achieved last season. But the first time we spoke uh, was before the World Cup, and then we spoke again after the World Cup in this summer. And the World Cup obviously proved such a disappointing and frustrating one for Mo. And you know, I suppose it all you can trace it all the way back to first and foremost that challenge by Sergio Ramos in the Champions League final. Do you think he's got over that yet? Maybe physically and mentally. Um, yeah, I think the challenge kind of it played a part. I think there's three things. The whole image rights before the, that challenge, the Sajiram's challenge, and how he was treated by the National you know, Egyptian Federation during the World Cup. It's a combination. I think the, the Ramos thing, as we saw in the, um, the player, FIFA Player of the Year awards, he still hasn't really forgiven no. Ramos no. He, and, and the way that Ramos tapped him on the shoulder, you know, giving him the evils. Obviously, that still plays in his mind. And I think... Salah hasn't been the same. He's not been the same smiley character. And a lot of things are obviously distracting him. And um, you, you kind of just wonder whether, you know, if he needs just to focus on the football. And I think this this summer he's realised how famous he, how he has. And yeah. it, it might be one thing that he is becoming a bit complacent. Um, but interestingly, I was looking at the, you know, the stats comparing the first eight games of this season to the first eight games of last season. And he's only one goal behind. He's scored he scored four goals last season. He's now on three, so it's not that as if he's kind of you know that far off. He's never going to do the same season as last year, but he's not that far off it. No, we'll come to that in a moment. What you've made of his performances for Liverpool, not just Egypt this season, but you touched on something then regarding the image rights, which was before the World Cup and. When I spoke to you just after it, it was clear that Mo had found the whole experience pretty draining given what went on with the Egyptian FA and the way he was treated. And he spoke about it himself in the year after he got back. Is that relationship improved with the powers that be over there? You know, Is it showing signs that they're actually going to give him a bit more respect? So, yeah, the, uh, the image rights took a long time. It took probably uh, uh, eight months or, or seven months to resolve and and the Egyptian FA finally stood down and they realised that they were wrong in the sense that they were using his, his image rights incorrectly. And that was resolved. And then the whole, you know, the, his treatment during the World Cup and how he was forced to wake up at 2am to meet with celebrities who, you know, and companies had a contract with, with the EFA and, and he was kind of just used as a doll and, and, and was forced to meet the Chechen leader and all of that. I think it, it's added up and... Um, that's probably kind of what's still, you know, there. His relationship with the national team, obviously he threatened to quit the national team and his agent threatened, but it was more of a of a, of a factor for the national team to, to move. It wasn't really anything that serious. He, he, he'll always kind of, you know, turn back and play for Egypt, which is, he, you know, he, he's done. And it seems like he's kind of, he wasn't, you know, complaining about going back this time. No, and you could see on his Instagram post this week where he uh, he was looking back to this time last year when obviously his goal sent Egypt to the first World Cup in 28 years. It does mean so much to him, doesn't it? You know, playing for Egypt and, and what he's given the supporters over there and the people of Egypt. Exactly. He's a football mad nation, a population of nearly 100 million people. So there's, he obviously knows how important it is to, you know, just to everyone's mood and, and the population. And he's kind of, he, he understands that and he knows he'll never really he's, he's one of them and he'll never let anyone down in that sense when we spoke in the summer, you, you were critical of the then Egypt manager, Hector Cooper, in terms of the style of play, didn't really think he got the best out of Mohamed Salah is that changed with the, the change in manager? Well, he's only played for three games it's difficult to tell, but he's definitely made a, a change in the formation and the style of play he's essentially used the same numbers sorry, the same group of, of players in the starting eleven 
with, with you know, maybe just a couple of aging players being replaced. But the main thing that he's allowed the fullbacks, the new manager, um, has allowed the fullbacks to go forward. Um, and uh, what that's created, what that's meant, is that there's width from from the fullbacks and Salah and Trezeguet, who are the two wingers, are able to actually kind of cut inside, and they're not receiving the ball so wide out, which was the problem. They were receiving long balls over the top down the down the, the, the line. It was difficult for them to do anything. Now they're getting the ball in the middle and creating you know, chances. And there's only, you know, he's only managed three games now, and they've been against Niger and two games against. Uh, Swaziland, so it's very difficult to tell, you know, because they're very you know, weak, no disrespect, weak sides. So I think it, the real testers will, will come when, when Egypt face Tunisia. But um, having beaten uh, Swaziland again on, on Tuesday, now Egypt uh, qualified for the African Cup of Nations um, in, tw- in 2019, and for the first time that's being played in summer as opposed to in yeah. the winter, which would have hugely disrupted Liverpool with the amount of um, African players they've got in the squad. Of course, yeah. And so he got the goal on Friday night. He didn't play on Tuesday because of that injury. Uh, but it's not quite happening for Liverpool at the moment. I thought he looked pretty happy against City. He snatched at a couple of chances, but he looked like you know he may be getting back towards his best. What have you made of his form for his club side so far this season? Yeah, I, I agree. I think prior to the City game, he, he had been very poor. And I think it's a combination of fatigue. And when players are playing in the World Cup, it's not just him. Look at you know Harry Kane and... Kaku, they're all you know, struggling to get that that form and, and fitness, having probably only had a couple of weeks of, of rest, and it, it's difficult to kind of get the energy back up. And even with Harry Kane, he's comparing Harry Kane had an excellent his last game before the international break was also was excellent. Same with Salah, you, you saw against uh, Manchester City, he was starting to, to yeah, as you said, he, was, he seemed like he was happy to be on the pitch and he was enjoying himself, and he, he was playing a lot better than previously. I think. And that's against Manchester City, are a very tough side. So I think you know Salah probably won't play against Huddersfield this week. But he's probably got the Champions League game against Red Star Belgrade, or even against Cardiff City the following weekend. Very interesting to see because I think it's the first time where Salah will properly be back and be, and hopefully after this he recovers from this injury, you know, fully fit and fully happy in the sense that he hadn't looked very happy before that City game. Yeah, so it could almost be, in a way, if he does miss out this weekend against Huddersfield, it might be actually a bit of a blessing. It's a bit, it's a bit of a breather, isn't it, for him again, just to maybe get all those kind of uh, those poorer performances early out of the season out of his system, and then he can crack on again when Red Star comes yeah. to town. Exactly. It's probably, it, it, yeah, it's probably kind of the injury came at a wrong time, but also a, a good time for him just to regroup and, and get back into it. Yeah, would you pick up on something you said earlier about basically, you know, he realised that how his fame, you know, how famous he was, you know, everything that had gone on over the last year, his first year with Liverpool. Do you think sometimes maybe on the pitch this season he's been guilty of a bit of overthinking things and not playing that kind of like that natural style that he did so well last season? Completely. I think he's, he is overthinking everything he's doing. Every touch of the ball, he's getting angry with himself when he makes like, a sloppy pass or, or a or a kind of if, if one of the shots is, goes wide or is saved by the keeper, but it, it's a combination of overthinking. But I also think he's being extremely complacent and, and nonchalant in the way he he's not clinical enough with his shooting. It, but it doesn't seem like he's putting in all the efforts. Um, even against Swaziland, he was. You just you just think you're, you know you're you're on through on goal, just just smash it into that. There's no yeah. to be so you know relaxed and, and nonchalant about it. But I think that's. Kind of, you know, that 
not his new star, but the way he kind of just taking the season really. He, he expects everything to go in. Yeah, and obviously that doesn't. It's not always the case. But do you think exactly. his season will burst into life? He's just too good, isn't he? You know, we've seen that over the last few years in Serie A, and then particularly with Liverpool last season, he will get back to the levels. Hopefully, a last season or at least approaching them. Yeah, he, he, he's never going to you know copy what he had last season, scoring forty-four goals. Because I think that's kind of you know the one-off seasons. But certainly, his form you know, will pick up, and it, it takes time. As I mentioned before. He scored three goals over the season. This time last year, he'd scored four. And if you look at some of the, you know, his others take his chances created. He's created seventeen chances this season so far. Whereas last season, he'd only created ten. So he's doing things. Maybe you know, behind the scenes, we're not, you know, we're not seeing the assists, but we're, these chances that he's kind of creating are not being seen because they don't come. He's not getting headlines for them. So he will kind of get get running again, and, and hopefully, just it will just take some time. Ahmed, thank you very much for joining us, mate. We'll catch up with you again later in the season, if that's okay. Cheers, yeah, no, no worries. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The critics would have you believe that Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino have struggled in the early stages of this season. But the statistics suggest otherwise, and Ian Doyle reckons the talk should be focused on how the Reds have improved in other areas of the field. I caught up with our Liverpool FC reporters to talk the front three, and why it's a good thing that the spotlight is so much on them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Got Ian Doyle with me now. Ian, you okay? Hello, Paul. How are you? And you're very busy with James. Off again? Yes, thankfully he's back in t- uh, tomorrow on Thursday, which means that I can not exactly take a break, but I will have a bit more help. And plus, the press conference will be at the end of the week and the football starts, which is why James has come back. Nice for him to have the time off during the international break, wasn't it? <laughs> Get your own back in the next one. Yes, definitely. I've already got that booked up, <laughs> believe me. Good man. Well, we're here to talk about Liverpool strikers. Some people would have you believe they're, they're struggling a bit, but the statistics suggest that they're doing actually pretty well. I think they've got nine league goals in eight games between the three of them. The main three we're talking about here, Salah, Mane and Firmino, which is exactly the same amount as this time last season. What do you make of it? I just, it's a difficult one, really. I think people are comparing the, the front three compared to what they were like in the last few months of last season because that's what's fresh in the memory. But you're right, compared to the start of last season, it's kind of the same. You know, look at the stats, they're the same. OK, you could argue that, well they were still finding the way as a, as a trio anyway because they'd only been playing together for like a couple of months or a couple of weeks since, since Salah joined. So that could be an excuse for that. But, you know, you look at Mane. He he, he had the, the sending off against Manchester City in the September. Then he had an injury in an international break. Who'd have thought that, eh? Liverpool yeah. player getting injured in an international <laughs> break. And he kind of lost his way a little bit. I mean, there was a few games in the November where he wasn't playing. Wasn't even on the, you know, wasn't even starting the matches. But then... He got his goal against Burnley and then New Year's Day and away, away you go. And everybody knows what happened after that. So people are comparing to how they were at the end of last season or in the, the peak of last season, which you could argue between about December to about April, really. But you, know, you look at the stats, Liverpool are just... They've scored 15 goals this season in the league, I think it is, compared to 13 this time last year. Yet they had 13 points last year after eight games. And they got 20 this time, which kind of suggests that it's not the... Strikers that have improved or got worse, really. It's the defence has got better, which of course we know that because they got a new, new goalkeeper from well from the team this time last year. They got a new left back, a new right back. They've had two new centre. In fact, yeah. it's an entire new, <laughs> yeah. entire new defence for the most part. Yeah. So 
Is there any reason to be concerned though? Because I say there's going to be a point where you imagine when Liverpool will will concede goals. You can't imagine it'll be the amount that they did at the start of last season. You won't talk about the City and Tottenham games. You mm. can see that has changed. But do you think the dynamics change of the strikers at all? You know, is there anything what you've you've seen in these first nine or ten games in all competitions that you think, oh well, they might not hit the same heights? Well, the dynamic has changed in the sense that they've got different people playing behind them. They had Coutinho for the first half of last season when he stopped. You know got over his sore back from, from sitting on the plane going to and from Brazil um, and also Alex Octay-Chamberlain then came good in the second half of last season until he got injured towards the end and you saw in the Champions League final what happened with you know, the pair of them obviously Coutinho had left Octay-Chamberlain injured and the kind of Liverpool missed that little zip in midfield creativity which is why they wanted to sign Fakir and that obviously fell through and Jurgen Klopp for whatever reason he just you know determined well we're not going to go for somebody else we'll, we'll stick with what we've got I think he possibly thought Cater could be somebody who could provide that thrust and creativity from midfield. Looks like he's injured, you know, and Lalana could perhaps do that. He's been injured until now. In fact, I reckon he's got a good chance of playing against uh, against Huddersfield. Yes. That's just my own thought. To be fair, I've probably got a good chance of playing <laughs> the, the amount of players who, who who are injured at the moment. And that's the other thing you've got to bear in mind. Salah, Firmino, and Mane both came off off the back of a a World Cup. They played or featured in, I'm pretty sure all of them are featured in every single Liverpool game this season, all 11. That's unusual for, for players in the top the top six. I think Liverpool have got by far more players featured in all of their games so far this season by comparison to the others who featured in the World Cup. But it just happens that four of the five did feature in the World Cup, Henderson being the other one as well. So are they jaded a bit? Probably. Have they got injuries? I mean, you look at Salah, he had the, the shoulder, he's not quite got over that, I think, in his head. Now he's got another injury anyway, which, again, from what we're told, he, he might not be playing yeah. at the weekend. Mane, again, he's might not be playing at the weekend. You know, Firmino hopefully will be because he's, he'll be the only one left. Yeah. But even he's had his own issues. He had the, you know, if you get a finger in your eye, then that's going to kind of distract you a little bit. And I think maybe that's been playing on his mind a little bit. So it's not been perfect for all of them, but you look at... Liverpool's results so far this season and, and okay they didn't score against in the last two games against Napoli which were, they were poor there and against Manchester City where they were better but Manchester City paid them the, the ultimate respect by not playing their normal game and just sitting back and I wouldn't say parking the bus but they certainly made sure that they weren't going to concede any goals Mo Salah again well we should know later this week if he's got a chance of playing against Huddersfield but Let's try and be positive, you know, about him. I thought he looked pretty happy. You know, he, he looked mm. livelier against City, certainly compared to what he looked against Napoli. Did that give you reasons for, you know, to be positive about him? Well, as far as I'm concerned, Napoli was the only game where he played badly, and he wasn't the only one. There's quite a few of them played played poorly. Whether going back to Italy kind of affected him, I don't know. But he certainly was he was double marked, triple marked at some points in the in the first half. He got a bit more space in the second half, but I think overall that was just a poor Liverpool performance, and that tends to happen. You can't just put that on one player. Against Chelsea, where he, he he missed a few chances, I thought he had a good game. I thought it was lively. He, he gets in the position. That's what people always say about strikers, isn't it? Well, he's not even a striker, but you know, a forwards is that they got to keep getting to the positions. And you can see them by the fact he scored forty-four goals last season. Scored a decent amount of the season before at Roma. That him finishing these chances, it's going to happen at some point, and he'll 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 get his scoring touch back. The worry would be if he just wasn't getting into any positions, which is what we saw against Napoli, which is why people thought it was a poor game. He put himself into that bracket with Messi and Ronaldo in terms of goals last season, didn't he? It was a yep. ridiculous amount, 44. 
do you think he, he may feel that pressure? Because there's only two players probably in world football who have consistently done that. Now, now people are looking at him going, oh, right, you are one of the best footballers in the world. Mm. You've got to deliver that amount again and again and again. I think it's maybe he puts pressure on himself to score goals. He, he's obviously like any striker. He thinks every game he's going to score. And, you know, quite rightly from last season, there was very few games in which he, which he didn't score. Um, but in terms of Liverpool, you know, Klopp, Jürgen Klopp's not putting him under any pressure. I don't think... The fans are certainly his teammates aren't putting him under any pressure. Maybe it's up to the you know the others have score goals. You look at Daniel Sturridge. How many has he got this season? Four. four yeah. He's got four. So he's 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 the joint top scorer, and he's started I think two games. So you know there's an example of somebody who is making the most of the, of the opportunity, first team opportunities he's got by making the most of the opportunities that he's got in front of goal. Yeah. Do you think it might be a case of now, given there's a few injury concerns and given there's another hefty run of matches before mm. the next international break, that you might actually see more of Stonich and even Shaqiri? Well, we'll see more of all of them, I think, anyway, even if the players weren't injured. In some ways, you could say if Salah is injured and he misses a game or two, that might do a bit of good, to be honest. A Give breather. him a bit of a rest. Take him out of the firing line and then you can perhaps see what he brought to the team and then people might be a bit more appreciative and I don't know sometimes with things like this you've got to bear in mind that opposing defences will have been completely switched on to Salah this season I'm not saying they weren't last season but maybe they just thought well there'll come a couple of run games where he'll stop scoring and this that and the other and it might happen against us or whatever but you know I, th- I think he'll be fine this season All in all a good sign then Joint, uh, joint top of the table you know they've unbeaten him unbeaten <laughs> in eight games and you know still fairly well well placed in the Champions League and we're still talking about maybe the strikers are misfiring a little bit you know you'd take this wouldn't you you would but then this is what happens when you're a team who are up near the top and are fighting for the honours Liverpool put themselves in this position by getting to the Champions League final last season and by Salah putting himself in that position by scoring 44 goals and you know, Klopp's taken the t- he'd want that kind of pressure that's what you want as a leading team that's what Manchester City you've got that's what you know look at Aguero Aguero has Every year there's always a story about Sergio Aguero saying, does Pep Guardiola like him? And then you sit down at the end of the season and you say, hang on, he's played nearly all the games and he's got 30-odd goals. You should bloody love him, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much for that, mate. No problem. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.